Hello, 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 everyone. Good morning, good afternoon. Whenever you're taking in this podcast, welcome to the 6 a.m. Run podcast. I am Hami Mahani, CEO and founder of 6 a.m. Run. As you guys know, these podcasts are brought to you by 6amrun.com. As always, definitely for your running nutrition, check out a company I started a few years ago. I think a lot of you already know about it, but uh, it's because of that company we're able to do these podcasts. And as you also know, I start every episode off with the gratuity of thanking the listeners and the community and you runners. You guys have uh, can you know made this it, to the point where we're we're doing three a week and we're getting guests. And I want to thank the guests who come on and give us their time. Um, you know, they, they are donating. I look at it, their time to us. So any previous guests that maybe listens or still follows us, I want you guys to know, we thank you with that. These people have been very patient with me. I've had to reschedule them a couple of times. So I, uh, want to welcome, uh, Dennis Tempanero and Kim Garado. I will say you guys told me, I didn't know it was a company behind this. Why don't you guys, I always say the guests are their best hype men, hype women. Why don't you guys <laughs> kind of take over a little bit in the introduction say who you are, what you do, and let's kind of get into what what you do do, and 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 I know that's going to be a bulk of the conversation. Hi guys, welcome to the show. Hami, thank you. Awesome to meet you, man. Glad we're talking today. Thank you, Kim. You want to go first? Just speaking of hype uh, person, you're the hype sure. woman. All right, I'm not as good at that. So, <laughs> well, actually, the best hype man is my six year old son. <laughs> it's, it really is. We'll bring him on board. Call him the hype man. <laughs> So Motivation provides motivation training. And Dennis actually started the company about about five years ago, I think, six years ago. I joined a couple years ago as a co-founder. What I love about it is when we're thinking about people who are trying to, quote, get healthy, which means something different to everybody, 80% of people who embark on a new diet, a new exercise, a new routine fail. And it's not because they don't want to get healthy. Um, It's because something else is going on. So we have brought this back to motivation. And what we have seen with our customers and what we believe is that getting healthy, again, quote, is a combination of of not just physical, it's it's physical and it's mental. So we think about motivation as the mental part of getting healthy. And you can train motivation. It's a skill. It's not willpower. It's a skill. Yeah. So we have built a, a couple of products um, and a training program to help you find your motivation, to get motivated and to stay motivated because it ebbs and flows, as we all know. Yeah. I love hearing that. Uh, Dennis, well, I get welcome. Uh, if, let, me, let me let you have, you have the opportunity to introduce yourself. Yeah. So I'm Dennis Timpanero. I'm the co-founder of Motivation. I'm going to relate to some people, but not to everybody, but I've got a couple of kids. I've got a couple of jobs. This being one of them, this has been my, I don't know, moonlighting activity as a startup for five years now. And I do consider us a startup, right? We're still working through life like everybody else. So it's interesting trying to not only study this and help people with motivation, but then apply it on a daily basis gives me a really good practicum of what's working and what's not. I've had some pretty audacious goals over the years, like trying to make the U.S. archery team and go to the Olympics, trying to start businesses. And I think two kids is a pretty audacious goal personally, but um, <laughs> all those things have really tested my ability to learn more motivation, I guess, and stay motivated when uh, things do inevitably get tough. So it's been fun. 
awesome. Yeah. And the company itself, Gotivation, I mean, how do people find it? I mean, I will definitely also put the links and everything in there, but what's the person I think, and, and obviously I think with the pandemic, it's, uh, you guys probably have been able to make a broader audience because now everyone can reach everyone more and whether it's coaching and, and, and life coaches. And I think that in that aspect, obviously the pandemic's helped because now I'm sure your reach is a little easier because now I even tell, I've, I've heard the, the new term that came out of the pandemic, even in the medical industry, for example, telemedicine, doctors yeah. are patients virtually now. A buddy of mine, I never forget during the pandemic, did like a, a ear, nose, throat doctor and like, you know, got, did like a, Hey, let me open your mouth. Let me look in there. Like it was <laughs> it's that kind of world we live in now. So yeah. it made your guys's business and, and reach better and, and helping more people. I think what's it, it's, it's human behavior and human habits. You know, I saw a funny meme about what, what uh, catapulted your technology platform. It's COVID, right? You have to have it. <laughs> you have to have better technology. People are more used to being on their phones. They're more comfortable interacting that way. We were always built that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, they're just, they're a little more comfortable yeah. with it. What's been a, what's a challenge though, is when you have so many outside pressures, like COVID and for people who are kind of in survival mode. And I didn't, I didn't mention it in my introduction. I have three kids, eight and under, and I'm a business owner, not just motivation. I've been a business owner for over 15 years. Um, it's a marketing firm. And so you're handling employees and their families and all of these things. Right. So do I have the capacity to put time into this self-care to make time? What's going to get sacrificed when the world is crashing down? has been more of the challenge, I think. No, totally, totally makes sense. Now let's get to the nooks and cranny of it, kind of going by your guys' bio here. So what is, I guess, maybe sometimes you don't even talk about this. And I like that, that in, in the bio, you guys kind of start off, what is, what is motivation? Like, what is motivation? Why is it important? I kind of have an idea in my head, but I'd love, obviously, you guys to, who live in this world, and, and this is your, your daily lives and expertise, What's the definition, clinical definition to you guys? Yeah. Let's start there. Let, let's get nerdy about motivation. Um, <laughs> maybe just a, a one-minute story. So w- when we first started Gotivation, I, I left a corporate job, um, and I was trying to learn, like, what what is this world? I didn't understand the psychology of behavioral science. So I reached out to some fitness coaches. That was the next closest thing I had, right? And I said, hey, this is your job, right, to motivate people, to get them to eat right, to get them to exercise. What do you think motivation is? And I, I remember distinctly, I interviewed three people. The first one's like, motivation is bullshit, right? There's no such thing. It's a bunch of quotes online. Someone's trying to sell you something. It doesn't work. It's not a thing. It's it's a passing fad. Okay. A little harsh, uh, but I accepted that. Another one had the reverse answer. She told me, I remember, motivation is what gets me out of bed in the morning. I, I, I breathe it in. I look for inspirational stories. It's everything. It's the reason I keep going. So I was super confused, obviously, because they were as polar opposite as possible. And the third came back and said, I've got no idea. Why don't you tell me? Um, so I was kind of back where I started. And instead of then approaching fitness coaches, I, I talked to a behavioral scientist. I talked to a psychologist. And what we found out was, one, and this is pretty revolutionary for me. I'm, I'm usually late to the game here, but Motivation is a behavioral science. It's something that we study. It's based in the psychology field. And it's actually a skill. 
right? So motivation is a skill. It's a mental skill that you can practice and get better at, like a lot of things. Um, but we don't, I think most people don't think of it that way. They think of it either as a fleeting moment or uh, willpower or something that happens and then disappears and they can't wrangle it in. And that really opened up our eyes. So we learned it was a skill. And then in the next sentence, they explained to us that it's unique. So everybody is motivated in different ways. That's based on traits that we have, experiences we've grown up with, values, certainly genetics and other things, right, that we can't control. But, but we're all different based on those factors. Um, if, you don't, if you don't know what that means, right, if you, it's hard to conceptualize that, think about quarantine. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you did in quarantine, but everybody had a different way of keeping themselves driven to do something, right? Whether it was exercise or not, but people were baking sourdough bread. They were binge watching shows and just chatting it up or writing blogs. People went out and bought Pelotons, right? Everybody was all over the place trying to find their own thing. So we, we were all in the same ocean, but different boats because we're driven differently. Right. And that, I think that really honed it for me, really honed it for me. Yeah, I think uh, um, there was a lot of things. I think the pandemic, it, it just was was very unique about. I think, like I said, and and you had to, to your point, you had to keep yourself sane. I think what I love, and I, I think we're going to talk about this a little more too. We saw, and again, our heart does go out to anyone affected by obviously COVID. But what was for me, um, our company, what we saw, um, people, you know, we started a hashtag: running is not canceled right? There were so many things being canceled. My daughter's AAU season, my oldest daughter, right? And everything was just canceled, right? But I always say this too. Luckily, if everyone remembers, it was March. It was your kind of most of the countries kind of going right into that warmer weather phase. So people could go outside, you know, um, get fresh air, go do things still on an outdoor facility. So you saw like bikes, for example, were like, you couldn't even buy a bike. Yeah. So I do like that a lot of yeah. And one of our things were, look, you can't control. Here's the thing. It wasn't like martial law, right? So uh, I kind of took the approach like, all right, you kind of can't control whether you're going to get this thing or not. If you're leaving your house and going to the grocery store, you're, you're, you are technically susceptible to it, right? So at least it does seem, and now we know the healthiest of the healthy were really kind of just getting it and really almost like an armor. It was, it, it was hitting them maybe knocking them out for a couple of days. And then especially those that were maybe vaccinated too, they were having really great kind of um, opportunities to fight it anyway. So it was, look, take care of yourself, take care of your physical health, right? And then the rest kind of hopefully will fall into place for you. And I think a lot of people took that kind of, whether not just, not just our clients, but a lot of people took that to heart. So now is there, I I don't want to, I'm kind of going off on the bio that we talked about, but What's, is there motivation? Is there correlation with physical fitness? A lot of our listeners are into physical fitness and their, their health. What do you guys think there? Yeah, it's a, they're certainly related. Uh, and it's a little bit different for fitness and health than it is for, you know, say education or career. There, there's some crossover. There's also some factors that don't matter as much. What, what we see in uh, the fitness side, at least, or in the health side, there's kind of two parts. We're we're, going to water it down a lot. There's getting motivated and then there's staying motivated. Right. Right. So getting motivated is fact. uh, There's a couple of big factors there. So not to get too nerdy, but the goal you set, whether that's again, running or going for a walk, playing with your kids, stretching, 
uh, going on a special nutrition plan, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Uh, you need to be confident in your ability to succeed mm-hmm. and it needs to be important enough to you to start. If yeah. both of those aren't really strong, you actually won't make the change. You'll stay on the couch or you'll, you know, half-ass it for a little bit and then yeah. fall off. So that's, that's the first piece of it. I'll stop there. We can talk about it a bit. Yeah. And I can, I can give a story around that. So I joined as a motivation as a go, as a co-founder after I did motivated in a month program. And my goal, my overall goal was to move my body more. I have owned my business since I was in my mid twenties. Um, I had at that point, three kids in about five years. My husband used to travel all the time, Monday through Friday. So finding time to do anything for myself is a premium. And I told Dennis, I just want to move my body. I used to, it's that old, I used to be an athlete and now I can't touch my toes. <laughs> right. And I just feel I, I'm just slogging along here. So the goal, the, the mini goal I set for myself was to walk around the block every day at lunch, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but for me it was because any number of things could derail my day where I'm not in control anymore. And then all of a sudden that walk that might only take me 10 minutes gets sacrificed. So through the, through motivated in a month, I set my goal. And by the end of it, I was walking around the block every day. And then after that, I actually started taking longer walks and we were in COVID too at that point. And I was taking calls on my AirPods, walking a mile in my neighborhood. Yeah. And then I was one of those people that got a bike. Then I was one of those people that bought a Peloton when it got too dark to ride. Cause what I found is that I, if I did it in the morning before everybody was up, my husband wasn't traveling at that point, then I, I wouldn't, nothing could derail it unless I overslept. Right. So that getting motivated portion started out truly with a walk around the block. And right now, actually, where I'm at is my back has been hurting me. My brother's a physical therapist. This weekend, I was like, I thought it was my hips. He's like, no, it's your lower back. And I said, of course, it's my lower back. What do I do? Stretch. I'm like, I don't have time to stretch. (laughs) I just want to lift my weights and do my bike ride or whatever. You know, I can't, I cannot put in 10 minutes of stretching. I don't have time, right? It's that mentality of it. And then I decided, nope. And I'm starting out. I just have been doing it this week, five minutes. I've been, I've been diligent. It's five minutes. That's it. And I already feel better and I'm well, stronger. You know, you get stronger every step of the way. Well, two, two things. One, there's what you're saying is, is every runner. And I know we talked about, we don't have to talk about running, but just, just so you guys are also aware too, I think you guys might know. I mean, runners start with a 5k. Then they're like, wait, that was three miles. Like I can do a 10k and there's 10k races. Mm-hmm. Half like, um, you know, myself is, I'm part of that. Um, there's a great movie that describes it and it's, it's called Becky runs a marathon. And, She's a New York City um, resident. Literally, she ran a block in Chucks was her first run, right? But that block, two blocks. And then, you know, obviously, you know, she, um, it's a great movie. If you ever, if you guys ever want to like check it out or uh, any of our listeners um, who are in the running, you want to check that movie out. The second thing, it's funny what you mentioned, Kim, there's sacrifices that come with it. Um, 6 a.m. run, the the company, and again, we don't, I try not to talk about that, but to your point, that was my wife saying, look, you want to take an hour out of your day every day to run? 
okay, but guess what? You're going to have to do it at six in the morning before the kids are up and getting ready for school or 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. time. And we try to do, you know, family dinners as much as possible, sometimes with practices and things like that. But to her point, you got to take, you know, my my oldest one, you got to take Layla to basketball. The youngest one, the six-year-old is now starting to get into things, right? So it's Mm -hmm. like, so guess what? We need you to, to help. And I'm sure you know, and Kim, you said you have a, a couple. It becomes divide and conquer when you have multiple kids, right? Okay, you take this one, I'll take mm-hmm. this one. So for me, if I want to be selfish and, and, and devote an hour a day, I'm also going to have to sacrifice. Well, guess what? Not every day I'm going to get to bed at 9 p.m. at night. You know, a kid might be sick or I might have mm-hmm. a project to do for work or I've got to do something. So guess what? I, I know it's crazy to say and it's probably not healthy, but I'm going to have to not sleep in today. I'm going to have to get up at 530 and go run. And yes, that gets sacrificed. But to your point, I will at least feel better because I'll be like, Hey, I, and, and back to kind of that moving and motivation. And, and I think too, if, and, and Dennis, if you want to talk about this, yeah, there's, there's something motivating about just being in moving. And Kim, I think that's what you're talking about in your walks. Yes. I think just being in motion, I, I'm being long winded here, but let me say this last thing that, that, that I've talked about before Sundays, for example, Sundays, everyone knows in this country, it's a, it's Sundays. And especially when the fo- when NFL starts, Sundays are for football, right? If I get up, let's say at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, I'm not working, I'm sleeping in. If I get up at 10 o'clock, I go downstairs, I get a bowl of cereal. The football pre-shows all start at like 10 30, 10 in the morning, right here on the East coast. And I just plop on the couch. That pretty much sets the tone for the rest of the day. It does. I'm going to yeah. be lazy and useless the rest of the day. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but versus if I get up at nine in the morning, go run, I come back home, I've got some adrenaline going. I'm like, holy shit, the house needs to get vacuumed. Oh, I need to buy groceries for the week so we have healthy food this week. Oh, I need to clean the house. I need to get this kid here or take this or, you know, it's funny that when you, when you start off in motion, momentum, man, it it just builds up. I've done both and I still will do both. Guarantee you next fall, there's going to be a Sunday. I just plop on the couch and don't do shit. Yeah. That's not a bad thing, but you know, I know that if, if I really want to be productive, it's got to start from when I open up my eyes. You know what's crazy about that? So first of all, totally agree about the momentum and overcoming that initial inertia, right? There's lots of little tricks like putting on your workout clothes when you wake up or putting in your calendar to make sure that it's scheduled like every other meeting you got throughout the day. But but I'd like to rewind even further. There was an analogy I was trying to explain the other day to someone. If Well, let's start with the big picture. If you don't like what you're doing. If you don't like running, but someone said, Hey, running's good for you, right? Running will get you healthy. Of course, running will get you healthy. But if you don't enjoy that, if that doesn't match up with your motivational personality and your traits, you're going to struggle every time you want to go do that and make that decision. Uh, consequently, right? If you struggle with self-control and you're trying to do a highly regimented paleo diet or something, I, I don't know, you're going to struggle with that too. So starting off with the right goal and the right type of activity is so paramount to success. Mm-hmm. Imagine if, uh, so I know you've got this, uh, your business, 6am run. I know Kim's got her business. Imagine if you only were looking for a career based on the salary. Someone goes, Hey, you know what? I hear you can make a lot of money in finance. And you go, great. I'm going to go get a finance job. Right. You might hate finance. You might not have the skills for finance. You might not know anybody in that network, but, but it'll get you results, right? It'll get you that paycheck. 
And I think a lot of us inadvertently do that, right? Usually out of good nature, but hey, Kim, you would really like cycling. It worked for me. Hey, Kim, you should go on this shake program. It, I got great results. If you don't stop at the very beginning, right before you jump into something and think about what motivates me, what drives me, what is my personality like, you're going to set yourself up for failure. And you won't get up at 6 a.m. You won't get off the couch on Sunday because it's not worth it to you, right? Yeah. You really, yeah, and 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 it's so funny. You you do say that. I mean, you also get to a point. Um, I think to your point, you do so many things, and this is there's a lot of of, of social media plays a big part in this. Um, with me getting my first six figure job, I thought I have to yeah. get the BMW and the five bedroom house. My wife and I, a few years ago, before six AM run started, we looked at each other and we're like, "Who's this for? Is yeah. this for?" Mm-hmm. We've had those conversations. What are we doing? <laughs> but, but, but yeah, because literally she came to me because at, at that time she was working full time. And she's like, listen, I don't have time to clean this house anymore. Like with the kids doing this and that and you're working. I'm literally was going to ask you, maybe we hire a cleaning service. And I, I'm not, look, as much money as maybe you get or you get high up as you get in a company, I'm not that bougie. I, I, we don't need Mr. Belvedere just yet. And for anyone <laughs> young that doesn't know who Mr. Belvedere is, it's it old 80s show we don't we don't need a it's probably coming back they're gonna reboot it no doubt but but i was like yeah no i said okay you're you're not happy here right and she's like i'm i'm we don't need this we don't have it's not even like we host parties every weekend so you get to that point too like exactly dennis what you said what am i doing this for am i doing it for myself or am i doing it to make someone else happy i even noticed that and i'm glad i noticed that we sold that house we got rid of those cars Those were not, those were not to make my wife and I happy. Those were to show the world of sorts. I made it. And I did. And to be honest with you, I didn't even make it. I was just in debt. (laughs) Yep. You know what I mean? Just on the surface, it looked like you made it. it, Justified getting the loan. That's all that really was. Think about it. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, anyway, but what do you guys say to that? I, I, I'm going to say this and let him jump in here one of the most contrarian things we tell people is to give up just like you did there, right? Give up on the cycle you've been going on endlessly for your life, right? Stop jumping into things, stop buying new equipment or signing up for memberships or trying something before you figure out the mental piece, before you figure out why you want to do it and what you want to do it. That breaks the cycle. Give up, stop jumping into stuff and start thinking for a little bit before we begin. Um, Kim, what's your take on that? Yeah. So giving up, I mean, that's, that's the stick in the hamster wheel, right? What are we doing? Why am I doing this? I think depending on your age too, right? Especially if you've been high achieving or you've been told there's a certain path you should follow, you kind of get caught in looking outside instead of looking inside. For me coming into my late thirties, and having similar thoughts as you, Hami, you know, like, again, what are we doing this for? What are our values? What's really important to me? This is where I've started to hunker down. I think COVID accelerated this part like crazy too. the whole reassessment that happened. What are my values? Cause that when everything shut down, that's all you got right there. So starting to live your life that way, when you apply it to health and wellness as well, it, 
it works the best. And I would even, Dennis, you could say like, it only works when you're doing it for a very important reason. Yeah. So for me, that movement was because I found myself that sedentary, I'm struggling with that word for a second, but that lifestyle, right? Where I'm so tired. Then once my kids go to bed, all I do is sit on the couch that starts to bleed over into, they want to go outside and play and ride their scooters down the block. And I'm like, I'm just so tired. Right. My back is actually the stretching. My dog is really old. She's um, she'll be 15 and she's about 50 pounds and she's struggling to get up and down the stairs. So every morning, one of us has got to carry her down the stairs. I'm like, gosh, my back hurts. Right. So why part of why I'm stretching is because I want to carry my dog down the stairs because I want her to be with us for a little bit longer. Those things are highly motivating. So when I have five minutes, which isn't that long of a time, but then your brain tricks you into thinking, at least my brain will be like, no, 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 no. You need that five minutes to do X, Y, Z that I don't really intellectually. I know that, but then mentally, emotionally, I'm like, no, I need to stretch these five minutes to give my back a better chance so I can carry my dog down the stairs. So it isn't so painful, right? Or, you know, if it's a kid, I want to be able to pick up my kid and be able to move and have flexibility. Then it becomes about that goal, not about losing weight, not about running a marathon, right? It's why, what's the value? What, why is it so important to you? And you are more motivated to do it. Yeah. I fear that this is making us sound really damn old, Hami. Uh, so <laughs> I also have a bad back, and, and my motivations changed because of that, too. Uh, yeah. I, I was, again, I was trying to make the Olympic team at one point. I've always prided myself on, on staying in shape and being strong, and my back just kept going out the last couple of years. I, I sit too much, right? I got two jobs. They're desk jobs. What are you going to do? But my my goals had to change because I was not taking care of it. I refused to stretch. I refused to learn what I needed to do different. I just figured it'd go away and heal. Like when I was 28 years old and I'd come back to it. And this one time uh, I do this thing called the boosty train, highly technical term. <laughs> All right. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but I got two kids one one right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, one of them's nine, one of them's three, and they like their boosty train rides up to bed. And that's the only way to get them out of the cut. Like, just go to bed, kids, right? I'm tired. So I'm like, hey, boosty train's leaving, right? Hop aboard. And they jump on my back. And I, uh, you know, I had no idea you did this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta work those squads, uh, keep a very strong core. But my back went out really bad two years ago. It was the first time it was like awful, and I couldn't stand up straight for weeks. And they're like, Dad, it's boosty time ride. I'm like, guys, I I can't do boosty train. Like, I, I can barely stand up right now. I can't even hold your hand to walk upstairs. I'm going to stay on the couch. And I had to sw- switch my goals. I'm like, this is effing awful. I don't yeah. want to be the dad that can't even, like, carry his three-year-old upstairs. So I shifted my goals, moved more away from, you know, having a beach bod or whatever you want to call it, and just being able to, like, play with my kids, bring them upstairs, be flexible again. I started doing some like dry needling. I started doing stretching at home rehab and it's not perfect, but now I know how to control it. And I've built that into my daily cycle where I stretch my back for five minutes to get those QLs all limbered up so I can do my boosty train at night. And, and you got to think about that. You got to recalibrate from time to time to say what really matters to me that I will stay motivated to do something I might not have wanted to do before. I want to say, as I'm reflecting on my story and listening to Dennis too, it's not like we jumped into these things one day no. and we went from zero to 60. God, We're no. talking 
five minutes a day. And then maybe you build to seven and then maybe you build to 10. So it's, it's very incremental. Well, I think too, I think I I will say, and to Dennis's point, I think in social media, right? Like you can't negate what social media has done in terms of like my, my daughters, for example, um, the, the youngest one, she wants to be at this moment in her life. She's, she wants to be a TikTok celebrity, right? Like, (laughs) and by the way, she's really good. Like she makes really, I'm surprised how a six-year-old knows how to work the phone like that. Right. But like, um, and then the older one, like what I will say this too, and I want your guys thought on this. I think we've also, we do want things so fast. I think social media, I think Amazon, I noticed myself this year, I'm a Christmas guy. I love Christmas, but I noticed that this year Christmas didn't have the the morning joy of opening up the gifts anymore. And I'm like, well, probably because my wife and I get packages every day now. Like, you know what I mean? You get whatever you want, whenever you want, basically, if you've got the the wherewithal. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so it's like, I think we now are also in a society where we're used to things coming so fast, but also then sometimes you forget, well, wait, some, if my daughter does want to play basketball in college, there's work that it, it doesn't just happen because you say you want it. If, if my daughter, you know, uh, to be, a t- I know it sounds crazy for me to say, but it's probably my old school, 40 year old self still talking, but you want to do TikToks. Great. By all means, I will support your dream, but guess what? Those TikTokers have, I'm sure like you guys do it. And we don't do videos on these podcasts, but I'm looking at two of you guys. I have one. It's empty right now. It's uh, I gotta, I gotta fill it up for the summer, but there's, there's a whiteboard. I'm sure a TikToker has of funny ideas and what the next video is going to entail. And there's a, I'm sure the best and most popular and the money-making TikTokers, they, they are running a business. They're professionals. Yes, they absolutely Undoubtedly. are. Right. And I think what we as a society sometimes forget, we just think, oh, that person just got it and it was just handed to them. And you you forget like, nah, it, it's, it was work. It was, you're talking about the five minutes of just stretching. Well, you have to do that. And I think that where people need to sometimes remind themselves is that, that, Hey, I've got to give a little bit of effort. I, I always, and last thing I'll say on this, I don't want to be too long winded. I want to like, your guys thought on this. That's what I tell my daughter. I, I for sure can be a crazy parent at times. I want my kid to be the best player she can be. I'm not going to deny that, yeah. but I, I recently just also shifted how I talk to her. I say, listen, you, it's impossible. Steph Curry cannot make every basket. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. But if I can walk out of there as a parent and know my kid gave 110% effort, I'm good. I don't care if you mm-hmm. play like shit, yeah. but I, if I know that you didn't give effort and you played like shit, then I'm pissed. That's, that's the difference maker right there. You um, know what I, mean? I, I got to agree with a couple of things that are a little soapboxy, but I'll say them real quick and then we'll go back to the motivation stuff. There's two maybe myths that I uh, had in my mind growing up and that are still really prevalent. They haven't changed, especially not in like U.S. culture. One is that success is instantaneous and overnight. Like, right. oh, I didn't know this person before, but now they're famous. Must have just happened, right? right? There couldn't have been something in between those two steps to make that happen, uh, but that's hidden. And then the second is the the myth of like the self-made person. We all get help. We all struggle. We all need to reach out, right? It, it's a team effort no matter what you're doing. Even motivation is a team effort. We got help from other people coaching us on how this works through different steps in our life, whether it was a training program like motivation, whether it was a coach, whether it was a therapist, everybody needs help at certain points. We got to get better about accepting that fact 
and embracing it because it'll help us get further faster. Well, when you say that, it's funny, and and I'll, and I'll share this very freely. I'm 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 very anti. For example, I'm very anti Gary V, and I'll explain why. Gary V sits up there and just says, "Work hard, work hard, work hard." <laughs> mm-hmm. If only that were it, right? Right. Okay. So, and and by the way, I love the man to death. My father-in-law. He's a janitor at a high school. Loves his job. So yeah. you're telling me if if my father-in-law, who has a job as a janitor, if he works harder, he's going to become a millionaire? I don't buy that. There's there's so much there, right? And and we don't. I know that's not the intent of the podcast, but there's socioeconomic factors. There's where you grew up. There's genetics. There's there's so many things that you're right. That can't. It's a complex. It's a complex topic. Just working hard is important, but it's not the only thing. Now, some people need to hear that. I don't deny that. Okay. Sure. I'm very analytical. I want to analyze what you're saying. And I hate that some of these people don't give you a tangible task. We will get into some fitness. What I'm telling you, Hey, working out will help me help you think clearer, help you have an idea. You know, you watch a shark tank episode. You guys are entrepreneurs. I'm sure, you know, we all are shark. I'm sure every entrepreneur I've met is a shark tank fan. Um, you know what I mean? There's, there's the level, like you just said, there's levels to it. And I think what I love are the people that are going to give you some tangible action items. Hey, I, I can't help you be successful tomorrow, but I can tell you, go take a walk clear your thoughts. Like those are things I like to hear. Now they're not the sexy work hard sediments that are going to get you a million followers like Gary Vee's gotten. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not trying to knock them. And and, and even Mm -hmm. funny thing, here's the funny thing about the world we live in personal trainers. Again, a lot of us are a lot of our listeners, obviously in a physical fitness, I can go on YouTube and learn workouts. I don't need to pay a personal trainer. Now Mm -hmm. where I do though, and where I believe in personal trainers and, and a lot of them that, and, and, and a buddy of mine who is one, he says, Hami, you're 1000% right. I, every workout I tell someone to do, it's online for free, but I'm there to gas them up, to show them they can do it. To when they come to me, get that last rep in, let's get that 11th bench press in. Like I'm going to push mm-hmm. you so that you improve. But to, to your point, and that's where I feel like the best personal trainers who are out there, it's not so yeah. much, oh, I'm going to teach you how to bench press. Again, I, I'm repeating myself. I can get that lesson on YouTube, but mm-hmm. having someone there yelling at me to get that extra rep in, a great coach in a sport, that's the difference maker. Yeah, that, that feels a lot like, I think, Kim, you mentioned it earlier. There's the mental and the physical part, right? Uh, when we were growing up, again, we're about the same age at this point. I used to get Muscle and Fitness magazine. Right. That was a big, right. yeah, ju- judge me. Okay, everybody judge me. That's fine. My wife and all the women who get Cosmo and their magazines. Yeah, we all, we all got our, our guilty vices, right? I was really into that. I'm a small guy. You can't see me on the podcast, but, uh, you know, gorgeous looking small guy. And I just remember, it's like, well, the information, even at that point, was all out there. You want to know how to do a, a preacher curl? It's out there. You want to know how to do a glute bridge? It's out there. But it was rare that the physical was the limitation. Mm-hmm. You could get to a gym fairly affordably. You can get a stretch band. You can walk around your block if you got shoes. The physical is there. What that coach, what that physical trainer, personal trainer, as you were talking about, was providing was the mental part, Right. The, the talk me through my challenges, understand how I'm motivated, figure out what the best approach is based on my personal traits and my values. That, that's the thing we try to do as well. It's, it's the mental half to the physical piece. So you can always find the physical. You can always learn it. But if you're lacking that mental piece, you'll, 
struggle to stick with it and you won't enjoy it. You just won't enjoy it. What's the point, you know? And it's not linear. I mean, I think I'm going to tie this back around even to the social media. Dennis knows my, one of my soapboxes, which is fun for being in marketing and and my feelings on social media. It's not real. I think it's starting. You can find more authenticity now, but even in the field, it was, how do we make this more authentic? Well, because it either is or it isn't. Right. And what a lot of people don't know, I remember I had a friend once, this was probably seven or eight years ago. Um, there was a picture on Instagram and she made a comment about how beautiful it was. And I said, that is a, that is a photo shoot. And that is photo there's Photoshop that's touched up. And she was blown away. Now I think more people know that now, but your daughter on TikTok, she doesn't all we see are the sexy parts. You don't see all the work that goes in behind it. You don't see all the failure that happens. You don't see all the testing, all the planning, you know, it's a lot of work and it's designed to look effortless. It is not. So don't kid yourself. (laughs) So we try to strip that away and come back to again, what's important to you and be very honest that it's, it's little decisions every single day that add up to big things. Yeah. I'm with you guys. I want to make sure to, I just want to go back kind of covering some of the things we talked, we actually, we got kind of staying motivated. Um, we kind of talk a little bit more about health goals. One thing I do want to talk about as we kind of come into, maybe if we're kind of coming toward the second half or fourth quarter here, or, and I don't know if we already did a little bit, but let's kind of, a couple of things I, I do. I want to know motivation versus habits, but I'm, I have a couple of thoughts on this, but you know, Dennis, I know one of the things that you guys wanted to kind of discuss was that motivation versus habits. Do you want to go ahead and take that on? Yeah, it's, I think the, uh, we were on a podcast, what, a, a few months back and, and the, the host was brilliant guy, behavioral scientist, but he talked about the ideal situation is turning motivation into habits, right? Eventually turning your drive and your passion, your values into something that's routine. So you don't have to think about it too much. That's that's true behavioral change. Um, along the way, though, motiva- motivation never disappears necessarily. Sometimes it fades into the background. But think about even someone that's been running for two or three years, and then maybe they have a kid, or maybe they switch jobs, something that's stressful, something that's big in their life. Um, they might fall off for a while. And then all of a sudden, you're kind of back at this crossroad of how do I get myself excited again to do what I was doing? Was it the physical part of running? Like I want to be strong. I want to look good. I want to have strong joints. Was it the mental part where it takes my stress away from having slept three and a half hours because the baby was crying all night. Then I got to wake up at 7am because I got a presentation at work. What part of it uh, will get you back on? So motivation is, it's always there. And sometimes you like turn the volume up on it. Sometimes you turn it down, but ideally you want to turn that into habits over time. Um, it takes, it takes maintenance, I guess, mm-hmm. like anything else. Yeah. I've really asked and I've said a lot. I don't, I want to kind of give the form to you guys. Um, if you want to also, again, we'll put in the bio, all the websites and stuff to get a hold of both of you. But I really kind of went through and we, I think we hit a lot of the subjects, uh, Dennis, you and I kind of talked about in the pre-call and Kim too. I'm sorry. Is there anything I missed that you guys want to just touch on or, cause I do, I, I have a, a, a couple more minutes. I, 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 I know you guys might be pressed for time, but, um, if there's anything we missed and definitely also how people can get a hold of both of you. I think that, like I said, I've, this has been one of my favorite episodes to record and, you know, awesome. I think I'm feeling, I'm Thanks. feeling obviously it's, I, I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I'm feeling 
you know, I'm feeling very, very upbeat. And, and these are why I think I do the podcast and I hope everyone else gets the feelings I get from, from having and hosting them. Um, but yeah, no, anything, any like last words, anything you guys yeah. that I missed, go ahead guys. It's, it, you know, it's great to hear you say you're feeling upbeat because mm-hmm. I think, and I hope that this starts to shift, but I suspect that a lot of people who find us and where, you know, that it resonates is they've tried and they've failed, right? They've tried to make a change. They've failed to make a change. And what I love about the work that we're doing and the message we're spreading and honestly, for both of us, it's, I think it's the impact that we're having on people's everyday lives is now they feel more optimistic. They feel more confident. They feel more resilient because no matter what's happening outside of you, you actually really do have control over this. It, as Dennis said, this is a skill. You can practice it. You can strengthen it. And it is within your control. And when things are kind of beaten down on you, whether they're big or small, it's easy to feel just kind of awful and mm-hmm. down and and unmotivated. You know, if you if you look at, at Google search trends around lack of motivation, people feel it. And you can do something about it. And it and it doesn't really require a whole lot from you. And then all of a sudden your whole outlook starts to shift and your life starts to change. So it's really exciting for me to be a part of that. To that, I think what's also really uh, one thing I've learned as I've gotten older, I think moods are phases. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. um, I know so we talk about like, you know, even child, I know a big thing right now is we've seen uh, over the past couple of months, I do actually, as I do, one thing I did not uh, wanted to say too, um, as we're recording this, uh, we talked a little bit about the pre-call. Our heart goes out as we're recording this. I know this is going to air many weeks, probably after the fact, but obviously what happened in Texas with the mass shooting, just 6 a.m. run, our hearts, you know, uh, I, again, two kids that are in school right now, it, it hits close to home. So I know all of us, we've talked about how our hearts and, and thoughts and prayers go out to everyone uh, affected by the mass shooting in Texas. But one thing also I wanted to say too, it's um, my having a child athlete, um, you probably have seen over the past couple of uh, months or weeks, there was uh, one at Stanford, a softball player, I think there was, and there's been some child, child athletes that have battled depression and unfortunately have committed suicide. Um, you know, one thing I try to tell my daughter, uh, whether you're going to meet someone, you're going to go through a breakup, you may, a friend may unfortunately pass away, something, a tragedy may happen in our lives. What I've come to realize as I've gotten older is I know this is so cliche, but really things get better with time, right? Like you have to be able to assess it, get through that initial shock of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not saying you ever forget what happened, right? But time can sometimes be your best friend. Um, you know, it's, again, you, you're never going to forget. You're always going to be hurt by the situation, but time can at least make the blow better. And if you can get through the first couple of days, then the first couple of weeks, same as we talked about with maybe even like a long run or a long walk, um, it truly is. And as I've gotten older, when something happens that really upsets me, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to try to compartmentalize this um, every day. I'm not saying it doesn't, whether a business deal didn't go through and that really pissed me off and that, that happens. But guess what? I'm going to figure out a way that w- what's the next move? What's the next thing I got to do? And to your motivation point, that's definitely a form of motivating myself to not give up and not throw in the towel and say, okay, that business deal didn't happen. So I'm, I'm just quitting right now. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? 
Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this and reflecting on it. And I went through a stretch when, back in August when we started school and, and the schedules changed, right? Routine is totally different. The kids are responding to all of this. They're in completely new environment, new teachers, new classrooms, you know, all of that. And I stopped working out in the morning. I stopped moving. It's all cycles. So now when this happens, that was for a few months. Now, if I have a few days or a week, guess what I start with to get back into it? A walk around the block. Because I've learned through motivated in a month, and, and this isn't selling it, it's the skill, right? I learned in those 30 days, if I start with a walk around the block and that's what I have the capacity to do right now, then it's going to build in back into it. Yeah. And I can, I can bounce back more quickly. I'm more resilient in yeah. those it's moments. Funny, it's funny you mentioned that. And, and things are like, that's the way it is. Like it's mm-hmm. things are all things. One thing I've learned, things are never constant. Things oh, are, no. you know, I, I know this is bad and this is maybe a very pessimistic thought, but when, when there's no issues, there's, there's days that there's no problems. I'm like something, something, something. <laughs> something's coming, man. You just yeah, get your umbrella. Like, When's it going to drop? That's all. I know it's bad. I know that that's a pessimistic view. And I know maybe I'm bringing bad juju by saying that, but I, in a weird way, it's just kind of like, okay, now I, I was prepared. I, you know what I mean? Like, because, but it's just, Dennis, you were doing the, the hand motion. Things are, things are very wavy in life. Nothing. If, if, if life was just perfect and coasting. Um, and I know that maybe that's what everyone wants and we all want that, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this too. When I did my New York City Marathon in November, it you know, getting the medal at the very end, and and Dennis, you 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 were a pro athlete at your sport, like that's not that wasn't. I mean, the 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 best parts, if you ask me, it was running through the burrows. It was getting to the point of getting the medal. So and that's kind of also where I'm getting at. Nothing, you know nothing's ever going to be as it seems. And even sometimes the finish line isn't what you thought it would be. Right. Yeah. Some of us are not driven specifically not driven by achievement. They, right. they don't want the medal. They don't want the fame. Um, they're turned off by it. Yeah. Very specifically. So it's interesting. You said that it doesn't seem like that is your driver. No, it, it, cause it was like, because for me though, it wasn't that it wasn't, it just immediately was what's next. It yeah. wasn't it, it, that, that yeah. what's next attitude that I have. <laughs> did not let me enjoy the moment. We need a whole nother podcast to dive into that topic. Cause I struggle <laughs> with it. Um, I, I want to leave if I could leave on a positive note too, right? Sure. Cause I like where we're going with this. We talked about it a couple different ways, but action is the antidote here, right? So if you want to increase your motivation, if you want to feel less stuck or fearful or pessimistic, action is the one thing that gets you there. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be super small, right? It could be a walk around the block. It could be stretching for two minutes in between conference calls. It could be watching a video today that just teaches you something you want to know. So I want to leave people with an action because it would be silly for me to say that and be like, all right, good luck, everybody. Find an action. Um, Obviously, we can help, right? So go to Vish, you can help. We can help you understand what drives you through your motivational personality. If you don't even have that time yet, just spend five minutes. Use your shower time. That's that's usually where my best thinking's done because there are no distractions in there. I don't have a phone. I don't have kids. I don't have jobs. Just me and the overpriced hot water. <laughs> Think about the last time you were really motivated. 
right? When were you really motivated to be healthy? Mm-hmm. It could be what you, you know, you're on a nutrition plan, you were running, you were stretching, you were preparing for a bodybuilding contest in the 1990s. Um, why? Why were you motivated at that point? So really dig back. You, Everyone has been. Everybody listening today has been very motivated at some point in their lives. It might be today. might have been 10 years ago. But, but flash back to that and figure out what was doing it, what was really driving me back then. And you're going to find uh, a couple of nuggets of insight. Yeah. Start there. I love it. I love it. No, guys, I, again, thank you so much. We'll put all the links for motivation and I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I think, like I said, it's, it's, it, that's the stuff that I think some people kind of need that, you know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this. There's a, there's a couple, um, I, I've met some pro athletes and, um, locally here in Delaware, I never forget. We, um, we live next to, um, and, 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 and I'll say we, we, we live here in Delaware next to a fame boxer, hall of famer, Bernard Hopkins. And I'll never forget what he told me one time. He said, listen, um, I don't need a coach in my corner. I don't need it. I I've done this now 20 some years. I know what I'm doing. He said, but sometimes you need that person in your corner to also point some things out or also to hype you up. You just do. Um, and I never forget when he said that to me, cause he's, He's right. He's like, I'm the one fighting. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, and I'm, and I'm good. And he's like, and he, if anyone knows him and he's, he, this is how he talks he's like, and I'm good at it, but <laughs> very humble too. Yeah. I mean, but I, so I, I love what you guys are doing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be able to forward, you know, your guys' information to, to our audience, um, and, and go from there. So thank you guys so much for your time. Um, we'll put, like I said, again, I'm repeating myself, but we'll put the links, everyone else out there again, as always, thank you guys for listening and, and thank you and everyone else have a great day, week, everything. Thank you, everyone. Bye guys. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Tommy.